So, guess what I did for 12 hours last night? Slept? No. Pee. Not even close. This is 8-Bit, episode 34, Ian Seth. On Sunday, April 28th, 2013. And now, oh yeah, that happened. This episode is hosted by Ian Buck and Ian Deck guest, Alex Gunness. Peed, masturbated, slept, pooped, mm, ate. At least two of those things I did. At least two of them. But that wasn't the main thing that I was ate doing. Ate and masturbated. <laughs> at least one of those was correct. At the same time. <laughs> no, I was at a LAN party for 12 hours straight. It started at... Uh, Five in the in the evening, and uh, we were expecting to get kicked out by like three in the morning, but that never happened. So we ended up just sitting around uh, playing Half Life Two Deathmatch until seven o'clock, and it was awesome. It's not a bad thing. You oh, didn't God. know that you never get kicked out of that building. Well, we were expecting the security people to come by and kick us out when the <sighs> building's technically closed, but that's that's like eleven o'clock. Is it? Yeah. Oh. You never get kicked out of the building. Once you're in that building, they'll let you stay. Nice. Continue. So why on earth am I paying to uh, live on campus? <laughs> Go to sleep there every night. Because you need clean clothing and a shower facility. And... There is a... We have the uh, RFC, that, whatever the hell that acronym is for, with free showers. Regional Fitness Center. Thank you. He doesn't need to know that. Dude, this is like the perfect place to be a homeless college student. <laughs> Yeah, the dungeon. Do you have a computer? Yeah. I could I could just hide my tower somewhere in there and nobody would think anything of it. <laughs> Except the DMs. Shh. They're in on it. <laughs> VM? Yeah, they, the, so there's dungeon masters that oversee the dungeon, which is the computer science lab, which has dungeon pop that has pictures of dragons on it. Because they're totally not a bunch of seaside nerds. Never ever. No. Dragons and dungeons and... So... <laughs> um... So I uh, I dragged my uh, you know giant wow that was good that was amazing good job Ian <laughs> that was phone so phone says hi you know people tell uh, tell you to turn off your phones when you go to like movies and stuff apparently uh, apparently we need to do that for uh, podcasts as well <laughs> maybe but these are important texts I'm mm-hmm. I'm rejoicing and being happy for our new um, the aquatics director. The new oh. aquatics director who just got hired. Do we know who, uh, who just who got her it? contract in? Who is it? My friend Amanda Wood. Oh, does she go to Gustavus? Yeah. Nice. Well, keep it in your pants. I intend to. She's been through a lot of really stupidly hard relationship stuff recently and has sworn off all relationships for. Pets. I meant your phone. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you did? Oh, man. Yes, I meant. Put your phone in your pants pockets not so that it wouldn't vibrate either. on the table. It's not on the table. It's on my wallet. And it still made that noise? Yeah. Oh, man. But, yeah, just after putting your, keeping your pants, that's like, how did you not? <laughs> I'm so innocent. You I are. Never, I never think of dirty things. And you're my best friend. How the <laughs> fuck did, where the fuck did I go wrong? <laughs> Somewhere within the last 15 years, it happened. Yeah. <laughs> Back to 16. the... 
the the story you're telling for that whole story. Oh yeah, yeah. So uh, so I so I you know packed up my my giant you know thirteen hundred dollar tower and my five hundred dollar uh, monitor and everything you know that does three D gaming and ah and we get there and I find out that uh, well you know the campus uh, ResNet is pretty darn strict and won't let any computers access the internet that aren't registered to be on the internet in that particular building. So even though I'm registered to be on the internet in Gay Hall. I can't get the internet in uh, in the science building through the Ethernet, which is BS. So we spent like you know a good like two hours trying to get the internet working on the desktops that we had brought, and we couldn't get it. So then I had you know this this big old you know thirteen hundred dollar piece of technology that. Uh, can't even play the games that we're playing in 3D because we ended up playing Minecraft and Diablo 2. And Half-Life. Well, and, yeah, and Half-Life 2 Deathmatch, which was super fun. That is, like, the most fun multiplayer game ever created. Oh, yeah. And uh, we played that for a good, like, three or four hours. It was awesome. Did you find any particularly fun maps, like the ones that we found? No, we were, we were using the... Um, the built-in maps because since not all of us, uh, you know, had the internet, we could only use the built-in ones. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I uh, I was the second best one there at that game. Andrew just went crazy and, you know, meleeed everybody and was scary and somehow <sighs> killed the most people. Sounds like my kind of player. <laughs> was he jumping down on you from above? Oh my gosh! Oh, there was this amazing moment. You would not believe... So, so I'm running around with the crossbow because the crossbow is awesome as well. It's like a one-hit kill pretty much no matter what. And, um, and I shot a couple of people. Uh, at this, this was in the, uh, the train yard map. And I was out there in the open. And he, ju- he, he, like, he shoots at me, switches to the, the um, baton, jumps off of the roof, and hits me on his way down. And, like, the character animation just worked perfectly for it because he just had, like, his legs spread out and his arm up, and then he just, like, smacked me in the face and killed me. And I was, and it was just... I wish we had been taking video. It was awesome. I was hoping that he would have jumped off something and then... Because as soon as I heard crossbow, I was like, hmm, is he going to pin into something in, in midair? No, well, I, I mean, pinning people to stuff happens all the time with a crossbow. <laughs> so, yeah. But it was fun, and uh, during the uh, during the game of Minecraft that we played, <laughs> we so we ended up spawning on this tiny island that only had pigs on it, and so we killed all the pigs, took the food, you know, and then we're like, well, what are we gonna do now? So we split into two groups and swam off in different directions until we found land, and that took like pretty much the entire night, uh, you know, in Minecraft time, and uh, and like like. Somebody was having trouble connecting to the server, which was me, and he was like, Ian, tell me your IP address. And I'm like, I can't. I will drown if I leave this game to figure out my IP address. Because <laughs> we were in the middle of the ocean. Um, but then, so so it was uh, me and Sean and Brian Mitchell who were in our little group. And uh, we found this nice little land with uh, with a bunch of trees. So we, you know, used the trees for wood, and then we went and got a bunch of diamonds somehow brian just like immediately found diamonds it was ridiculous and uh and then um suddenly 
Sean made a nether portal, and they went off into the nether while I was just busy making a farm with chickens and, and uh, wheat. And, and the next thing I know, uh, they had uh, found the other guys' base and killed all three of them. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Did they at least have beds that they had put down? Um, yes. Did they respawn on the tiny island? No, no, they they had managed to get beds, yeah. That was, like, the first thing that we all did was kill some sheep as soon as we found land because we were like, I do not want to have to swim all that way again. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, it was pretty funny. So, uh, what did you guys do this week? <laughs> do you want to go first? Uh, yeah. Sure. Oh, um, by, by the way, this is Alex Gunnis, everybody. He's, uh, uh, computer, he's a computer science student with me here at U of M Morris, and he's a pretty awesome dude. Thank you. And technically a math student, but... Right. Nah. We call him Al- Alex the Red because he has very, very red hair, and it's very, very long. Long, luscious locks. Oh. Nice, trust <laughs> me, because I'm more than worth it. So Alex the Soul's Bane? saying that you have no soul because you're a ginger. No, I'm saying he destroys souls. They said soul bane, so... Yeah, which means uh, that you, you are the bane of souls. You kill souls. That doesn't mean I'm soulless. Okay, so I got it wrong. Oh, no, that was that's what it was implying, is he absorbs other people's souls. Oh. What about you? Anyway, how many souls no, thanks, have you bro. reaped this week? I already have my redhead over here. My redheaded bromance. Um, I, I guess... To answer a question from five minutes ago? Something I, like that. <laughs> I spent all Saturday having a headache wanting to throw up and not doing any of the work I wanted to do. Ooh, that sucks. Went to ma- oh, yeah. Went to, ma- to a magic club, and at 7.40 started the game. It ended at past 11 o'clock. <laughs> so were you both, like, life-gaining the hell out of each other, or no, what? No, it was a four-way. Um, four-way EH commander. Uh, and uh, they had specifically nearly killed me within the first, like, seven turns. I'm like, well, I'm bored. I give up. And they're like, okay, fine. So they stopped attacking me. <laughs> two hours later, I killed all three of them. Nice. Well, the guy to my right killed the other two players, and I killed him. But to answer your other question, I took three souls that day. So so did you, did you intentionally kind of play the metagame by, you know, pretending to be bored? Or were you actually, like, just bored? Okay, so my deck is based on giving, getting all my entire, most of my deck in my graveyard. But then they exiled my graveyard, so I'm just like... <laughs> I'm like, well, guys, I give up. But I kept playing. I, I did not pretend. I, I don't lie. So I, I, I had actually given up. But then they just kind of left me alone for way too long. Exiled my graveyard again a second time. But it didn't matter, because at that point, I was, I was, every time they'd kill something and replay, it just infinitely came back. Hmm. That was probably way more in detail than should be bothered with. Details are good. Yeah. Especially, especially juicy details. <laughs> juicy. And I woke up this morning and did some grading. That was my weekend. Fun, fun, fun. I, uh, let's see. Uh, on Thursday, I really needed to decompress a little bit just because of some stressful stuff that's been going on. Um, Buck will realize uh, what this is. A, this is an envelope means. that, oh. Yeah. Well. well t- we can talk about that later. Okay. Um, but, so I decompressed Thursday by playing League with friends, and it, we, we did two unique game modes. One of them was Hunter and Hunted, 
where it's five v three. The three people are the hunted, and the uh, or sorry, no, the three people are the hunter, and the five are the hunted. And the hunters have to kill the hunted ten times, or each hunted ten times, hmm. before a time limit. Ours was like forty-five minutes, and the hunted cannot attack back. Wait, which game is this in? League of Legends. Oh, okay. That one, and then um, an even more fun version uh, is we played a commander game. <laughs> so I introduced them to commander mode. Though apparently there's also a queen mode, so I, I would have gone queen what do, and then yes, my queen. <laughs> is this instead LOL of or magic yes. you're talking about now? Lol. Okay. Because I was talking yeah. about commander format and magic, so I'm like, what? Nah, different commander. Okay. Commander is a fun way to. Uh, introduce, you know, people who don't aren't really good at League of Legends to game concepts, because yeah. uh, you know, you just put the most inexperienced player in charge of the entire team, and uh, they tell everybody what to do. Yep. And uh, then you see what happens. Yep. So... It was really obnoxious because the, the, the people on the team, especially on the other team, um, one of them, or the leader was doing his best to micromanage, but the other people were like, oh, this is what I should do. You should tell me to do this. Oh, this is what I should do. You should tell me to do this. Stinkers. And, of course, it was all, all over Skype, so I didn't find this out until the end of the game, after we had <laughs> beaten them. So. I remember, I remember when um, I was a commander at a LAN party, and I, because uh, since I knew, I already knew that this was a bad idea, I was just like, all right, 20-minute mark, everybody barren, now. <laughs> And we all died. It was wonderful. Yeah. And yet somehow we won. It was wonderful. <laughs> Beginner's luck. Anyway, Friday. Um, Friday was pretty good. Friday, I got inducted into the National Classics Honor Society. Oh, um, classics! I know, right? Well, I mean, look at this. <laughs> they give you a mug. No, actually, I bought the mug earlier for tea. There's. Uh, there's a building that has all the humanities departments in it, and we have they have a tea every Friday for all the humanities, and so we got these to stand above the rest. We have uh, we have computer science tea, but it usually involves more like wheat thins and Cheez-Its than tea. We have actual tea, and then like the professors bake stuff and bring it. It's kind of wonderful. Yes, ghost, I see. Um, then. Um, Let's see, that was that. Uh, after that, Come grabbed on. my friend Carolyn. We went out, grabbed coffee, came back, and watched Third Rock from the Sun for a while until um, she had to leave. And then I played Minecraft with Sean until 6 in the morning. Ooh, yes, and tell us all what your big project in Minecraft is, because it's really cool. Well, it's almost done, at least yeah. this bit is. Um, I have a giant octahedron that is completely hollowed out. It is... 31 bricks high, um, and I'm not exactly sure how many down or how many wide. Um, Are we going to line it up with obsidian, or was that just no. our obelisk oh, that we're going to make out no. of obsidian? Just the obsidian. That <laughs> thing, no, 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 no. <laughs> this thing I'm just lining with stone. Fuck the obsidian. But it would take to cover this thing. Um but let's see, so 31 high by, I want to say, 63 wide. Because you start with one and then you add two for each layer that you go out, or mm -hmm. that you go down. Um, and how many TNTs did you guys use? I don't know. I did all my mining with uh, Pick. He, Sean was the one that did TNT. <laughs> so I, with the original bit, I had actually hollowed out everything 
um, to begin with, except for I, there was still a giant, the giant chunk in the middle. Um, like it was, it, it was a pretty thin space between the outer walls as they stand now and the chunk as it was. My original plan was to hollow out this chunk and have it as like an extra chamber for this or that or whatever, and just sort of have this interesting place to go and be. Um, but Sean was like, we should hollow this out. And I was like, yeah, because I was thinking he was just going to hollow that thing out. But no, then he started blowing everything up. And I'm like, wait, what are you doing? I'm hollowing it out. Oh, I see. Okay, why not? So right now, the only thing that I have in mind is a transport system to get you down that uses mine carts, finally, um, as well as I want to see if I can maybe make some something in the middle because uh, there's... There's this uh, pseudo-PVP Minecraft thing that I know of where it's it's a glass floor, and beneath the glass floor is um, uh, dirt, and what you have to do is knock out the glass floor from underneath your opponent. Right, just like that um, Counter-Strike thing. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm thinking about that one. I think, that one, I, think I might make one of those arenas just because, so... Mm-hmm. So look for upcoming things like that, but that whatever I have planned pales in comparison to what we're going to talk about later today. Yeah, that's anyway, true. See. Because uh, later today, we're going to be talking about Alex's awesome uh, Minecraft PvP maps that he made. <laughs> we got the chance to play them right before the podcast, and holy cow, they were fun. <laughs> cool. I couldn't tell if you are having fun or not, since I couldn't see your face when we were... <laughs> Well, I mean, beating the crap out of each other is what we do, so... I mean, we, we are best friends. It's it's one of our obligations to one another. Besties! No, sorry, no, we're not best friends. We're partners in crime. Hooah! Shark bait! Hooah! I don't know. Or, well, I guess I would... I don't know. Your idea sounds interesting. I mean, the floor... Glass thing? Yeah. Yeah, like you... It's like the, so the point is you like go to your opponent's spawn point and you like break the thing under them so they fall into a useless pit or nope um you both go onto the field at the exact same time and then you have to go and try and break the glass underneath someone else to try and make them fall down so can you kill them normally or is no, the whole point that's not the point at all in fact the point is to keep on moving and try and avoid well not kill them at all you have to knock them down so and the, the the dirt isn't far enough down that it'll actually kill them. So no killing, just that. Can you, though? Like, do they disable, like, hurting each other? They don't, not technically, but... I know if there was a way I could, I would. Um, there is multiple ways. Like, this never came up on the other map, but you can disable, you could put everyone on the same team and then disable friendly fire mm-hmm. on that team. Or you could just turn off PvP on the server itself. Yeah, but that requires like server-wide stuff happening, right? Yeah. Well, this would be just a small space. Um, oh, there is a way. Um, but I can show you that at some other point and not describe it in detail right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that's probably for the matter. Anyway, then woke up at about noon Saturday. Saturday consisted of me going to a music festival that they have here. Then bonfire for the building and the building next to me. Um, then I was on duty till 2 in the morning. Woke up today, went and did some filming stuff for something with my Latin class. Uh, played in a concert, and now I'm here. Yay! And this is the highlight of your week, right? Of course. 
Of course. When I finally get to relax. <laughs> I think the highlight of my week would be the fact there's only two weeks left. Yeah, that's, yeah. After these two weeks, I'll actually be able to, like, play some games. Well, Wells simultaneously having parents go, Ian, you should get a job. Yeah. I mean, hopefully if I have that internship, I'll have enough free time to just, you know, play some games, read some books, catch up on things. Yeah. Maybe some Goombas. Make my own website. I'm not going to have free time. No, not Grails. (laughs) Why not? For once, no. (laughs) Why not? Now that you already know it, you can have even a login system, Ian. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. So... Uh, since, Alex, this is your first time on the podcast... Oh, I thought you were frozen. You're just holding the same expression. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, since this is, uh, Alex's first time on the podcast, we are going to ask him lots and lots of questions, such as, how did you first get into video games? Well, um, when I was five years old, my mom bought a PS1 for me to play games with. I think because my dad wanted it to do it, to play Tekken or something. So she bought Crash Bandicoot for me to play, and then bought Final Fantasy VII. And then it becoming my favorite game, like, ever. And I played it before, yeah, you know, five, I couldn't read, so she'd read it to me. <laughs> Bar- you know, have you ever played it? Do you know anything about Barrett? No. Well, Barrett likes to Gunfish. Yeah, he's he the Gunfish. He's the Mr. T clone. Um, he likes to <laughs> swear a lot. So my mom was reading it to me, she would just ignore those words. And I'd be like, but mom, there's like way more words on screen. (laughs) So, uh, you got started pretty early. Yeah. I mean, I didn't really... Yeah, it was just, like, mostly Final Fantasy 7 and the Crash Bandicoot for a long time, and then eventually other games, but it was mostly just 7. Played that every day for a lot (laughs) of hours. hours. Oh, yeah. Alright, so... I have a feeling I know the answer to this one already, but what is your favorite game genre? Game genre? Well, RPGs. Call it. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I Seems mean, like that, that's what all of our friends like. I mean, it's been it's been interesting get, um, getting older where like you start off, and you, you guys probably experienced this too, but like you start off with just RPGs that are just RPGs. Now you have, you know, Mass Effect. And yeah. Borderlands. Uh, and what? Borderlands. Yeah. He Borderlands. To, he likes to put a soft J in there for some reason. Yeah, like, but like... Journalist. <laughs> but, it, but I went back to a more traditional RPG recently. More traditional, not traditional. Uh, Dragon Age Origins, because Steam sales. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And good lord, is that awesome. Mm-hmm. And by traditional, you mean, you know, you're able to have uh, conversations with people where you're completely splattered in blood and they don't care. Right? Yeah. Well, no, I mean, more. it feels more like a traditional one, even though it's more RTS than... Really? RTS? Yeah. You didn't know? Like, you, you well, go I into... Haven't, I haven't played Dragon Age yet. It's, it's a cross so. between basically Mass Effect-style RPG and RTS. You can literally play either way. Like, you can go to third-person, zoom way out, and then your your character that you were playing first-person becomes, like, a unit in your thing. And you can, like, pause the game and issue commands. Which is you know, what you can't do in, in, in uh, 
And RTSs, though. Hmm? The pausing? RTSs? Yeah. yeah no. and, no. and, and in RTSs, generally, you have, like, an entire army that you're commanding, not just, um, you know, one squad. I should say it feel it's more... It, RTS is the closest I could describe it. Okay, yeah. Actually, it's still pretty much an RPG. It's just they add... They added, um, they added an, an ability to make it sort of a switch between those RPGs that do flow with real-time um, as opposed to those that are turn-based. Yeah, but it's, it all is in, like, a live world, so it's not, you know, my turn, your turn. It's actually more akin to Final Fantasy twelve. And it actually it has the Gambit system, uh, a better version of the Gambit system. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. So, uh, what is your favorite game of all time? Think yes. Final Fantasy VII. Yes. Gah, he's so good at this. No, it's not as if you said it before or anything. Yeah. Now, on the completely opposite side of that spectrum, what is the game you hate the most? Another way of phrasing that, I suppose, would be um, the game that you regret buying the most. Yes. Regret buying? Yeah. Well, that completely different answer for that one. One regret buying the most would be a game called Evoland on Steam. Evoland? Yeah. It starts out where you, you're playing... 8-bit without color and without the ability to move any direction but to the right and it ends up with 3D graphics and like RPG system and everything. It evolves through it's a really cool concept but it was 9 bucks for a game I beat 4 hours. Hmm. Whereas Dragon Age Origins 7.5 bucks for Dragon Age Origins. Well but that's because Dragon Age Origins has been out for forever and you know was on super sale. Still. I suppose. Um, the game I hate the most? I don't actually know, but there are games that I rage about more often than others. <laughs> like, Digimon World 1. I rage about, I can wait rage about that for hours. I love the game, except it has a built-in pooping system. Hi, this is your editor, Ryan Rampersad, and I thought I should break in here and tell you that the following section is essentially talking about Digimon poop. Now, normally this would be okay, but unfortunately, due to the amount of editing I don't want to do, well, let's just say that this is a warning that there is literally a bunch of shit going around. So, uh, if you don't want to hear about that, just skip forward a bit. Uh, Otherwise, continue and enjoy your Digimon poop. (laughs) You you literally have to lead your Digimon to a toilet and have it. You can also buy porta potties. <laughs> One time, these <laughs> porta potties. <laughs> One time, use porta potties that they can take a shit in. And if you don't let them, if, if you like, and different Digimon have different uh, amounts of time they can hold their shit. Um, some can hold it for a long time. And my, when my mom was playing it when I was a kid, because she played every game I played when I was a kid, she got her Digimon to evolve into this awesome giant Triceratops thing. I could hold it shit for 30 seconds. It was like, I have to shit, and it would shit immediately. <laughs> and when your Digimon shits, depending on your the size of Digimon, it leaves a bigger and bigger shit. And they will stay in the world indefinitely. They will stay there for the rest of the game. When you run by, you'll like run by and just smelly poop sitting there for the rest of the game. This and is awesome. if you let your Pokemon poop, 
too many times, not in a toilet, they did evolve into one of two different Pokemon, which are both made of shit. One of them is made of green, uh, uh, of brown poop. One of them is made of green diarrhea. Oh. Those are the two Digimon you Digivolve into if you let them shit too many times. Who the heck made this game? I Japan. Huh? Japan. Um, uh, if you give me a sec, I can find the actual game itself. Because, I mean, I'm, I'm all for, you know, um, it, you know, pooping being portrayed in, 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 you know, literature where it's not important to the plot, but really? Yes, 30, and... 30 seconds? Okay, might have been a minute or two, but, like, it was so unbelievably short. Like, she was a screen or two away from a toilet, she ran to it, and then two steps away from the toilet, it shat, because it was too, too, it was too long. Oh, wait. <laughs> And you leave, you take too many shits, and you'll digivolve into one of the shit. I call them shitmons. Um, that's that's only ever happened that I know of, at least in real life. If someone gets really drunk, <laughs> and usually that's with vomiting. Lovely. Yeah. yeah. And then you uh, so then you so then they digivolve into the shitmon. And then you, they, then the shitmon can go around and eat the poop that you've left around the world, and it turns down your poop meter. It lowers your poop meter. <laughs> and then, but if you, but then if you have them die off of old age and then re uh, go back as digi egg and then hatch again, if you didn't lower your your poop bar enough, they'll digivolve again, guaranteed into another shitmon infinitely until you like lower their poop meter. Um. So I'm not really that familiar with Digimon, but aren't they supposed to be like? Um, from a digital world where yes. pooping shouldn't be an issue. You go into the digital world and I take digital shits. <laughs> so what is this, like memory dumping or... Viruses. Garbage collecting or... I didn't understand. See, those things like make way too much sense. It's literally just poop. I'm, ju- I'm just trying to think about it in a way that makes sense. I mean, it's just... I can't help it. Uh, yeah, I don't... I have no idea. I like the idea of it being one of those, like, garbage collecting. That'd be hilarious. But no, they just... Like, no, it actually makes a... sound effect when you take a dump. (laughs) Like... (laughs) I need to play this game. (laughs) We need to get the sound bits for this game. (laughs) Yeah. Specifically for this podcast. So... You, should, should I bring it next year and lend it to you so you can play? <laughs> Go for it. God. Like, it's so annoying. Like, you'll be sitting there, you're like, yeah, I'm a badass Agumon. Yeah, now I'm a badass uh, Greymon. Yeah, I'm a Greymon. Fuck yeah. Ooh, I'm digivolving. Might be War Greymon? No, I'm a giant pile of shit. <laughs> <laughs> you get really mad. It's also really fun when you get, like, a ultimate level Digimon that takes a dump because it's, like... Three feet tall and like four or five feet wide. It's just a massive pile of stinking goop. Nice. So wait, what what system was this on? Was yes, how long how long ago? Okay. So okay. And then there's other major flaws in it, like um, there's a certain point where a scripted event happens um, right outside your spawn points, essentially, and you can't get away from it no matter what you do. And just by chance, when I got to that event, it had I had just like, Digimon had just died of old age and went back as a Digi Egg and hatched. So I was a like baby Digimon facing like a really high level Digimon because I couldn't do anything. It's there's there's some flaws in it. A few. 
Just just a few. The pooping is the major flaw. <laughs> so, um, unfortunately, uh, this week we don't have any listener feedback. Um, come on, Andrew. Tell and Barry, that. you okay? He's uh, he's he's gone. He's <sighs> something happened to him. Snake, snake, snake. <laughs> so I guess we'll just move on to the headlines. <laughs> So, um, Razor, our, uh, my perif- favorite peripheral-making company, uh, they're continuing their push into the software sector, and this time they uh, have come out with a text and voice chat service. And it seems like kind of an odd move to me, since, you know, that that space is already pretty darn saturated. You know, you've got, um, you've got Steam voice chat, you've got, uh, you know, a lot of people just use Skype, you've got... Um, TeamSpeak, you've got... What are other ones called? Ian, can you think of any others? Raid Call? Raid Call, that one. Yes, that's the one that I was trying to think of this whole time and I couldn't get it. Ventrilo? Um, yeah, Ventrilo. But yeah, I can't, I can't imagine that they're going to succeed very heavily in this sector. Yeah. You probably already said it, but there's a lot of games that have a built-in one, too. Yeah, um, yeah. Like... Pretty much any multiplayer game, well, not anyone, but a lot of them do, yeah. I no comprendo. Comprendo. I don't speak Spanish. <laughs> Evidently. Oh boy. All right. So, one of Sony's favorite duos is going to be getting their own movie, Ratchet and Clank, set to come out sometime in 2015. And we have a uh, we have a lovely little trailer here, so everybody make your way over to the little YouTube thingy. That's your talk. Space, a wondrous realm where heroes are forged. A place of peril and adventure and... and... I can't do this! Okay, cut! Sure you can, Quark. Just sound out the big words, like you practice. It's not that. Look! Our first feature film! And there's nothing here. Where's the eye-popping 3D? The CG explosion! Where's the dubstep? Apologies, Captain. Everyone is out making the Ratchet and Clank movie. And they can't spend a few more hours getting us a bit of pizzazz? How lazy are they? Whoa! Uh, hold on. You don't want to anger such a talented team of animators. Oh, please. What'll they do? Stop animating? Ah, don't look! Quark, there are kids here. Oh, real mature guys. Oh! Oh, fist pumping! <laughs> now you crossed the line! <laughs> that is funny! <laughs> oh, really? Stop my back! Perhaps you should just apologize. Fine! I'm sorry! I'm sorry! Sheesh! Oh, that's more like it! Now, how about one of those epic logos? That's the stuff. See, when two adversaries set aside their petty squabbles, they can... I'm calling my agent. Never mess with the animators. Yep, animators. What a bunch of 
dicks. Enjoy animators. Also, oh, Alex, I ended up having to mute you, so you might have to unmute yourself before you can talk. Hi. Hey. Perfect. Something went terribly wrong when, like, you're like, go to YouTube. I'm like, okay, click, and it, <laughs> everything went gray. Well. So I missed the first 21 seconds of that video. I'm yeah. sure uh, I'm sure it was difficult to catch up. Yeah, it was very hard. I just I don't know what was going on. <laughs> I can't comprehend. I'll comprehend. No comprendo, senor. So yeah, Alex, uh, you're on the next one. Oh, well, uh, that movie actually, I really want to see that movie now. Yeah, yeah. but you can't see it now. You have to wait until 2015. Well, then I don't want to see Ugh. it then. I want to see it now. <laughs> Alright, um, how do you, dyad? Uh, dyad, dyad, I don't know. Yeah. Probably dyad, just like um, one of the Greek Greek things like naiads or... Oh, okay. I was going to say dryad, but there's no... Or one. dryads, but yeah, so dyad. Yeah. Trust the dyad... classics major. <laughs> so dyad is a crazy color puzzle shoot-em-up that just came out on the PC. The concept behind the game is, what would the world look like to a particle on the LHC? The it Large Hadron of... Collider. Okay. It yeah. kind of looks like a game... Blah. It kind of looks like it plays on... Plays like AudioServe. My mouth is not working. Which is funny, because that's the only thing you need for this. Yeah. So, Good Old Games is best known for selling old DRM-free games that you uh, really can't find anywhere else. So, you'd probably expect their customer base to be pretty much against DRM and, you know, day one DLCs and all of this newfangled stuff that uh, developers are coming up with nowadays. So, uh, GOG took a survey to see uh, what kinds of things they should allow in their catalog. DLC, episodic games, and early access alphas were all popular. Um, season passes barely made it in, and uh, non-MMO games that require online activation were rejected outright. Good. So you won't be seeing anything like that. Uh, you probably won't be seeing anything from Ubisoft at all in that case <laughs> on uh, good old games, because Ubisoft really likes their online activations. Mm-hmm. All right. The Homeworld franchise was one of the last THQ IPs to be sold. There was a Kickstarter by Team Pixel to buy the franchise, but they were outbid by Gearbox. Gearbox is now asking fans for ideas on what to do with the series. Hmm. That just seems stupid. Why? It's like, well, it was it was a Kickstarter project, so it was supposed to be for the people, and then all of a sudden this company swoops in and is just like, mine! Well, but like, I mean, okay, now what are we going to do? But on the other hand, you know, um, what has Team Pixel done, ever? I suppose. I mean, I have no idea if they would have done a good job with the Homeworld franchise. Um, Gearbox has kind of been hit or miss, but at least we know that they are a development team, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You also go the way of the Shadowrun universe, sort of. Shadowrun. What happened to that? Universe. Um. So each edition of Shadow the Shadowrun tabletop RPG, uh, continues the story from the previous versions. And the newest version, like, fuck it, we're we're gonna make an MMO and let the players decide what happens. And literally anything they do will become the new edition. Huh. So if they decide to kill every single good guy in the entire universe, that's what happens. Well, that would suck <laughs> a lot. Yeah. yeah. Unless you want to be the bad guy. Nordic Games, publisher of Painkiller, Hell, and Damnation, have acquired the rights to all the, of the remaining THQ franchises, including Darksiders and Red Faction, for almost $5 million? Yeah. 
Lordy. Which is probably, I mean, that's a that's a pretty good deal because there were like hundreds and hundreds of franchises in that list. Hmm. Yeah. So Xbox Smart Glass is coming to uh, Kindle Fires because it was already available on Android, iOS, and uh, Microsoft Seven Phone things. Those ones, whatever those things are called. <laughs> that Kindle thing. All right. A server emulator for Battlefield 3 has been created and is accepting beta signups. This emulator allows several things that EA doesn't support, such as game mods and spectator mode. Cool. Any comments on that one? Nope, I don't play Battlefield 3. Shame. Neither do I. <laughs> Although I feel like that is going to be crushed through, um, through the hopes and dreams of the creators of that. Season Disorder. order. Ah. On that. I mean, many, yeah. That's too cool to keep going. I fear you may be right. Ah, uh, you completely cut out there for, for me for a second, for a couple seconds. I was just saying that it's that's way too cool of a thing so that to, for EA to allow it to keep going. Like, they're probably going to say Season Disorder order on it. Yeah. Ian, can't you uh, lip read? No. Come on, man. Neither can our listeners. <laughs> Go away. They're much more talented than you, though. Oh, that hurts. Oh, here, big digital hug. No. That hug. Oh. No way, I don't want a hug from you. Oh, fine. I guess I'm in the doghouse. Not anymore. Incest. Anyway. I don't think that one's been made before. E incest. <laughs> Ooh, I like it, though. I like it. I can go for some more of that. All the time. I'll bring the lube. <laughs> anyway. Usually pre-order bonuses are just plain lame, but Saints Row the Fourth seems to know what's up. Commander in Chief Edition gives you access to the Marico weapon, the Uncle, oh my God, the Uncle Sam suit, and the screaming Eagle Jet. I can't imagine a more fitting reward. So if you if you go to the uh, the link there, they've got a pretty good picture of what each of those things is, and uh, they're yeah, they're pretty perfect. Fuck yes. God, Saints Row the Third was amazing. I, I, God, I want to play number four. <laughs> Apparently, the uh, number, like everything they did for number four started out as an expansion pack or something of a sort for number three. Yeah, and then it just kind of got bigger and bigger. Yeah, and I was like, eh, we'll just sell it separately. So, Pizza Hut is coming out with uh, an Xbox app that will allow you to build pizzas and order anything that you want from their menu right from your uh, from your Xbox. So, there goes the planet. Why? That's that's hilarious. Uh, because they're, well, they're, now they're just going to be unstoppable. They're just going to take over. But Pizza Planet's not a real company. What? No, I didn't mean... No, I meant, like, our planet. Planet. Buzz but Lightyear, toy, but or, Toy Story references yes. is good, yep. Okay, there you go. Oh, wait. Now, one of my favorite things um, that I've seen was there was this... So you know how there's, like, those ads at the beginning of a lot of DVDs now? You wouldn't you wouldn't download this. You wouldn't download that. You wouldn't download this. You, don't, you wouldn't download that. So don't pirate. One of them is you wouldn't download a pizza right next to one of the order screens for this thing. Sorry, DVDs. I don't watch you anymore. I just stream everything legitimately through Amazon. Yes. All right. Not through Google? No. Google doesn't have as big of a selection, at least not yet. Wait, you actually have a selection? What is this? What, Google Movies? You've never heard of that? No. (laughs) 
Yeah, it's a thing. They don't have they don't have as many as Amazon though. You're not shitting me. That's actually a thing. No, yeah, yeah. Here, I'll I'll, I'll give you a link. <laughs> In the meantime, Ian's got something to tell us about. I have lots of things to tell you about. And now for another crazy ass in the game, nowhere. It's pretty hard to describe, so I will use the developer's own words. Nowhere is a procedural single-player open-world sandbox game. You incarnate as a floating sentient orb machine being in a post-singularity society of vaguely self-conscious mechanical entities. For lack of a better word, I call them drones. You live the full life of that one drone in this closed ecosystem, which is represented as a giant otherworldly colony suspended in space. When you die, you reincarnate and you live the new life until all lives are played out. Occasionally, you meet a former self of yours, younger and older. You go back and forth in time, and as every member of that society, you shape what you are as a collective. As the game progresses, you and the system become one. Nowhere has no fixed plotline, but provides emergent goals. The player creates his own narrative. The concept is highly AI-dependent. It is a civic sandbox game. You can go with the flow of society, obstruct it, destroy it, or mold it into something else. You are going to experience the system from both sides. Conservative and progressive, rich and poor, creator and inhabitant. You will pass laws and be forced to live under them. You will instigate your, against yourself, become a victor of your own indifference, or enjoy the rule of your state-building foresight. The game can reach one of six extreme outcomes, of which each is honored as a unique ending to your karmic ascension. Oh my god. Isn't that like the most crazy thing that you've ever heard? No, because there's there's a book that I read where it was a guy who traveled back in time and made a million of himself um, and sort of made his own society using just himself. Huh. That sort of thing. It's, uh, golly. Give me a quick sec. I'll find it. I have it down here somewhere. This game is called Nowhere? Right. The The book is called The Man Who Folded Himself. Hmm. So... Is it like a whole book, or is it a short story from... It's a whole book. I mean, it's it's only about yay thick, so it's not a very thick book. But it's still a, it's still a book. It's a really interesting sci-fi book. So I encourage you guys to go and read it. God, I want to play that game a lot now. Well, you'll have to wait until it comes out. You keep telling me this. Yeah. We'd like to talk about things, like, in the future, because that's when they're cool. Like the cocktees, not only yourself but your your listeners as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, we're excited about Blood Dragon now, but once it comes out, it's just like, oh yeah, Blood Dragon, that happened. All right, yeah. <laughs> Girl, please. Really, I'm like, I buy games like five years after they've been out, and like they're like cheap as hell. So, have you, you played through Portal yet? I hear Portal was pretty good. I beat Portal in an hour, and I'm working on Portal Two right now. Please. I've gotten my speed run of Portal down to 40 minutes. Hey, hey, that was my first time beating in the game. Oh, well, that's not bad, actually. I mean, I played through 18 and a half of levels before, but the final, like, level 20 is the, like, half the game. Right, yeah. So. The escape. Yeah. Soundtrack junkies, take note. A bunch of video game composers are getting together to create an awesome 20-track album called World 1-2. The composers involved have done the work for Journey, Mega Man, Silent Hill, Hotline Miami, and Ninja Gaiden. 
it's just the tutorial level. <laughs> <laughs> so we uh, we now know when the when Microsoft will be revealing the next Xbox, May twenty first. Mm. So seven twenty. Listen yeah. to uh, listen to our. Uh, our our episode right after that, and uh, we'll have all the news for you. All the news. All of it. Every single piece. SimCity has released version 2.0, and boy does it have bugs. Users are reporting overflowing sewage systems, trees making siren noises, fires burning forever, and taxi invasions. <laughs> yeah, it seems like this game can't get anything right, can it? Nope. It's the <laughs> The overflowing sewage systems might actually have been intended. Like, if you're, if you just, are... oh no, there are too many Digimon. <laughs> There's sewage everywhere. They will. Why do the traders? Why do they have to actually make them poop in the toilets? <laughs> that oh, will decompose eventually. All right, and the shitmon, their attack is to like barf on the opponent and like throw poop at them. But anyway, oh. like a chimpanzee. Yeah, but you're like anyway. <laughs> Unity is dropping support for Flash and good riddance. Speaking of poop. Why is... Flash is poop. Like, like Flash... Like Flash player, like, you know? Yeah. The thing that crashes yeah. every day on me? Yeah, that one is poop. Yeah. yeah. Unity is a game engine, right? Yeah. What does that have to do with Flash? Well, they, you used to be able to, um, you know, make a Flash game and run it in Unity, but they're not supporting that anymore because Flash is poop. Okay. So, Metro Last Light has gone gold. Now we just have to wait for its uh, May 14th launch date for us to play it. Mm-hmm. Nintendo won't be holding a traditional keynote at E3, which is unfortunate because those are the only things that we can realistically report on or, sorry, that we can realistically report on in our E3 special. Instead, they will be doing smaller, more directed events. EA is going through some serious res- re- uh, restructuring with a couple hundred employees losing their jobs. They have shut down the EA Partners program, where EA would publish games made by outside developers, and they've also closed PopCap, Vancouver, and QuickTime Stu- Quick Line Studio. Yeah, I think it's I think it's odd that they're uh, shutting down the EA Partners program because it required like relatively little uh, capital from from EA, you know, and then they get to publish these games that have you know that are being made by outside developing companies, and there you go. They get money. Yeah, that's like the only good games EA releases are the ones they didn't make. <laughs> Maybe it's a pride thing? I, I have no idea what they're thinking. Politics. Politics that's, are stupid. That's the answer to everything, yep. So, um, the next Call of Duty will be called Call of Duty Ghosts, and it'll be developed by Infinity Ward. This is according to a mistakenly published listing, um, but Activision hasn't officially launched uh, or announced anything yet. But we're pretty sure that it's true. Pretty sure. Pretty sure. Speaking of leaks about military shooters, it seems that Battlefield 4 will be coming out on October 29th. Hmm. Speaking of Battlefield... Uh, Skyrim beginning a legendary edition that includes all three DLCs on June 4th for 60 bucks. And by God, finally. Yeah. I find it interesting that they're not calling it, like, you know, a Game of the Year edition because Skyrim actually did get Game of the Year edition from, like, lots and lots of people. Yeah, and didn't they do that for Morrowind and Oblivion, or was it just Oblivion that did that? Um, The version of Morrowind that is being sold on Steam includes both expansion packs. 
So all yeah. three or all three. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody can see that you're holding up two fingers. <laughs> yeah, Mormon has blood moon and traffic tribunal or something. Yeah. God. And of course, this is popping into my head whenever I hear three. I'm two. No, I'm three. Oh my gosh. That was uh, a reference to Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. I need to finish that. Oh man, you are in for a ride. Yep. Well, really so are good. you. <laughs> we should watch that again, but in more spread out time. Right. Well, first I need to catch up on all those other, you know, shows that I need to catch up on, like Battlestar Galactica, and uh, Classic Who, and Torchwood, and all of Star Trek. Oh. This is going to take forever. I'll all pass on those. I'll pass on, actually, most of those. Suit yourself. So, Valve is introducing uh, the Steam subscription plans which allows you to pay for your subscription-based games through Steam instead of, you know, having to give that developer your credit card number. That's kind of nice. It's really nice. Yay, Steam! But that just with that, with Valve. What? Ignore me. Okay. Ignore me! The Grand Galactic Inquisitor. (laughs) All right. Remember Death Inc., that Kickstarter game that Ian was really excited about? Unfortunately, Ambient Studios is closed, and everyone who pre-ordered the game are getting a refund. Yeah, I'm sad. Actually, that, that'd be everyone who re- pre-ordered the game is getting a refund. Though we're talking about multiple people, the word everyone is still singular. I can English. I don't need to know it. I'm a computer science major. Yeah. And if I'm, if I'm anyone to be judged by, no one sees I know is how to do English. Oh, gosh. One of the hardest things to get right in video game graphics is water effects. NVIDIA has, has released a video of a new type of water rendering called position-based fluids. It it's looks really good. Sweet. Yeah. You should all go and watch that video because, holy cow, it's <laughs> really cool. For some reason, I thought that had happened a while back, but no, I had seen that before. And that's pretty damn sweet. Yeah. So we now know the uh, the fate of XCOM. It's uh, now a third-person tactical shooter titled The Bureau, XCOM Declassified. It's set in 1962, and of course you'll be fighting off alien invaders. And it'll be coming out on uh, August 20th. Woo! Yeah. Three days before my 21st? Oh, God. Make a drinking game out of it. Oh, oh no. Each time an alien dies, take a, take a swig. <laughs> that would have to be a sip. Yeah. Each time I die, finish my drink. <laughs> oh, no. I will have to play with watered-down beer if that is going to work, and that would be disgusting, so no thank you. <laughs> no thank you whatsoever. All right, EVE Online's players have done some crazy stuff over the last 10 years, and some of these stories will inspire a comic book and a TV series. They're looking for player submissions as of right now. Do you remember that giant, giant battle that we uh, talked about, like, a couple of months ago? Maybe if, maybe it was more than a couple of months ago, um, where it, it involved, like, several thousand players on each side. And oh, yes, I think so. Yeah, it was it was just insane. 
How do you, how did the server handle all that? Well, see, the the thing is, um, um, the the way that the way that Eve Online prevents lag is uh, the more players uh, that there are in a certain region, it will slow down time for that region. Hmm. And so, uh. and because of that, because of that, um, as like as more people were calling for reinforcements, more you know, more and more people were jumping in. Uh, you know, through hyperspace or whatever the heck they call it in that game, into that region, which made time slow down more, which accelerated the speed at which people could jump in because, you know, if they're jumping in from a different region where time is actually going faster in that region, you know, <laughs> you just get massive, massive amounts of people. And, you know, it, it, it would, like, if it continued, it would continue exponentially. God, so, why? So, like... In this universe, the more mass you have in a certain area, the, the more time slows down. Well, I mean that's just that's just a gameplay thing, so that you know, to get around the technical limitations of of our existence. No, but like, so if I'm in Universe A and my friends over in Universe B, and I have ten thousand people with me, like when I've aged a year, my friend has been long dead, and his twenty third like generations down have like just gotten born. Um. Well, I mean, I don't think that aging and having children is a thing in there in, in Eve Online. But yes, if you want to think about it in terms of real world stuff, yes. Weird. Oh, relativity. That that's that can be an excuse, right? Science, relativity. Science is boring and unrewarding. No, science rules. <laughs> Bill, 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 Guy. Science rules. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. So that's it for headlines. Yay! Yay! Uh, so our main topic this week is uh, Alex's awesome Minecraft PvP map. So Alex, do you want to tell us a bit about that? Um, so one of the newest updates to Minecraft, I'm not sure if it's the 1.5.1 or... 1.5 update into something called scoreboard, in uh, scoreboards in which you're allowed to literally just keep score of different things. So you can have a built-in currency system without the need to have mods. You can have team v team combat without the need for mods. You can have various, uh, just various other things where let's say you you could you can now make like a door that only opens for people who have never died, for example. Mm-hmm. Or you can, only, you can only open to those that have died over a thousand times to be like, you are a sad, sad soul, I'll let you in and have some free coke or something. <laughs> I mean, some free pop, not whatever. <laughs> but you like. I mean, I wouldn't turn down either. Yeah, I would turn down the uh, one of them. But <laughs> One out of the two. Take your pick. <laughs> I'd I take the pop. I'd take the pop. But yeah, you, so it'll, I mean, just, you know, you can imagine the probably millions of things you could do with that. And then I found this out, and I'm like, well, fuck fuck in the morning. I'm going to stay up until 5 a.m. just working on a map, and I proceeded to do that for three days straight. Basically made the map to test out the scoreboard system. And, yeah, so you can have... So so the map has currently three teams. And you start off in a room where you you walk up to these three different stations where you click a button, it adds you to a team... And then teleports you to a different room where you can pick a class, uh, knight, archer, wizard, or blitzer. Or some some people like to call it the scout, like Ian. Yes. Well, um, he, I mean, he he runs around and basically double jumps. Yeah. So the the knight, you can figure, you know what that is. The archer, 
the only real difference is from typical that they have wolves, which is currently an issue. The wizard... <laughs> but it's has... an issue that I love. <laughs> the wizard has potions and a bucket of water, which no one seems to understand until I explain it to them. It seems like that, anyway. Wait, I don't get the water. Because it's basically crowd control. Like, if someone's running at you, you place the water down and run away. They suddenly have stopped in front of you, and they just Makes can't sense. get to you. Like when you threw down that lava and I got stuck in it. Or, yeah, or you placed on lava. <laughs> um, another thing, the last class, uh, my favorite, is the Blitzer, where they can jump twice as high as normal, move 1.8 times the speed, and attack at 1.2 times the speed. And after you click a class, it teleports you to one of two, one of two different maps, depending on a lever back in the first room. And you just kind of go. And it's incomplete. There's no way to stop people from infinitely spawning. Timing. What do you mean infinitely spawning? Well, let's say we're having a 5v5 match. If you want it to be actually structured to have a team win, you would want it to be like, okay, after you've died... Ah, uh, okay, like, that's what you mean. Okay. Yeah. Could you so maybe have it... Sorry, go ahead. Like, if you want to have, like, a legitimate thing, you know, like, after you die three times, you just have... You can't go anymore. And then you just reload the server so that you would reset the world. Because right now, you can burn down the wooden tower in the middle of the map. Right, Yeah. Or the forest itself, which I started doing. Yeah. Yeah, you, you got Including me. me. <laughs> yeah, what were you going to say, Ian? Um, you had mentioned something about, like, doors that only open for, like, specific number of deaths as a possibility. Yeah. With this new one. Would you maybe be able to do that where you had them spawn in a specific area, but then have the team select area cut off by those, and then they'd be able to move to, like, a spectator area around the side? The hell? <laughs> that's the Google Hangout. Yeah, Google Hangout thinks that I'm not here anymore. Yeah. Um, uh, I was going to have it where the buttons just wouldn't do anything if you died a certain number of times, but because, um, let's say this player has only died one time, this player has died three times, and they both walk up, it would open up because the person who's only died once is next to it, so the person who's died three times would still be able to get in because the door opened for the other guy. Maybe you could just have a different spawn area for people who have uh, died more than three times. You know, like a spectator area where they can kind of see the map and, but, you know. I suppose I could change it to where when you select a team, it detects how many times you've died. And it detects if you've died three times, that teleports you somewhere else and changes your spawn point. Mm-hmm. God, the redstone. That'd be awful. <laughs> <laughs> All the redstone. I should have showed you guys the redstone. Well, I got a, I got a brief look at it one time when uh, I oh, was yeah. in creator mode or creative mode, and uh, I went flying around, and then you turned off creative mode, and I was stuck in the <laughs> you know internal workings of your logic circuits, and I was like, ah, what do I do? Help me! <laughs> I actually wanted to say let's play a little bit more on the fringe because that was fun. <laughs> uh, was that after? That's after yeah. we finished the actual show. I'm good at this. I totally know how it works. Uh, Better than I do. Yeah, sure, I'd have to reset the map because it's currently on fire. But, <laughs> yeah. Yes, so, the, um, do you guys, I guess, like, do you guys have any comments or anything I forgot? Oh, yeah, there, so around the, so there's two maps. There's a smaller one, which is which is a golden arena, and then a, a small one, and a large one is a massive, meant for, like, 10, 20 people. So naturally, we played with a three. And, yeah, of course. Of course. 
Uh, that one in there, there's uh, beacons around the entire map where if you get near it, the beacon turns on, and the point is to alert other people to your presence. So that if there are only three people, you actually have combat happening. And then neither, neither of the Ians found it, but there's actually a hidden cave that gives you golden boots if you go in there. Oh, what? I never used it because it'd be unfair. Well, Wait, what do golden boots do for you other than armor? That's it. Oh, okay. But as a blitzer, armor? I'm be fast. I'm hurt you. It's only half a half a sh- uh, shield of armor, so it's not much. And it's mostly just for looks. He's like, haha, golden armor. I have Mercury's boots. Yeah. Um, I kind of like the um, the beacons because um, not only you know do they ensure that combat is actually happening, but uh, um, last time we played, you know, when I had a teammate. Uh, we kind of worked out this this strategy where uh, he would he would kind of go and stand near it and be bait, and I was the blitzer. And as soon as like he spotted somebody coming towards him, uh, he would yell at me, and I would run in and kill them. Really? Yeah. It only it only worked like once, but uh, you know it was it was nice having you know strategies that we could think of. Yeah, and then also it rewards players who learn the map, so they can avoid the beacons if they want. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Now I didn't I didn't notice because um, I wasn't really paying that much attention. But uh, are that were are the um, the roads that go from the spawn points to the uh, to the tower? Do those go near any of the the beacons? Yes, each of them goes by at least one. Okay. And currently, wow. one of them goes by a lava pit, which is unfair because lava pits are supposed to be hidden. <laughs> that needs to be changed. And yeah, so lava pits hurt. There's also a completely unimplemented uh, maze in the middle of the of the coast. So right now there's just a bunch of sandstone walls. Ah, I saw that. And I, I thought it was just a wall to like keep us in the playing area. I wasn't now, sure what, what was going on. That, Because well, I plan on having a maze there, and like if you get to the end of the maze, you get more golden armor. I plan to hide it, the enti- entire set of golden armor on the entire map. Huh. But, you know, to go and collect it takes time, and well, why not? Um, but yeah, the uh, I, I really like playing as the archer because um, you know if you're if you're terrible at archering, it's not a good class to play. Uh, but if you're if you actually you know have taken the time to get good at you know figuring out the the drop of the arrows um, and how long to pull and, back and how yeah and uh, and you know how far to lead people, um, it's it's a really effective class. How close was that at killing you during that last round? I don't remember. Case in no, point. No, I hit you a couple times. Yeah. The funny thing about that battle was, uh, you know, our wolves weren't doing anything because we were just shooting at each other from across the map. And, yeah. you know, they we weren't close enough for them to attack each other. Yeah. And, uh, interesting story about the archer. Apparently, my girlfriend is broken at that class. Like, when she plays it, she's broken. Apparently. I was, hmm. able, I was able to get her a couple of times. Well, like, everyone else was bitching about it. Mm-hmm. It's funny. Bitch, 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 bitch. I enjoy. Uh, I enjoy actually the the you know arc of the arrows makes it a lot more interesting than just like you know a straight up sniper class where your bullets go straight because if you know that somebody's like on the other side of a of a of a short you know cover you can kind of arc it over that cover and get them even though they're hiding. 
So you could you could have shot over those trees theoretically when I was hiding from you. Yeah, um, I was also thinking about you know uh, somebody was hiding behind the stairs in the in the uh, two two team map, and uh, and I managed to get them a couple of times by shooting over the stairs. You'd never got me. No, 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 no. The, this was earlier this week when ah. we were playing with lots of people. Makes sense. Six? Yeah, six. Um, I guess, any comments on the balance of the team? Uh, not teams, classes? Maybe a little bit... Because uh, right now it seems to be there's two extraordinarily powerful classes. The um, and Those would be the archer and the um, brawler. Blitzer. Blitzer, thank you. Scout, the force of nature. Yeah. Uh, just because they have mobility and the ability to move around, um, which is good, but I think that it'd be better if you were able to find a way for the other two classes to possibly find out a way to counter that a little bit, like maybe stronger armor on the... Um, the knight. On the knight, because that gave you a little bit, but not necessarily that that much. So the first playtest I did, it had iron armor and an iron sword. <laughs> um, the knight would take like seven shots to the face from an bow and arrow and just not care. Like it would sit there and be like, "I still have a third of my health. I don't care." Walk up and kill, kill the blitzer in like three hits, two or three hits, and the archer in four or five. It was ridiculous, overly overpowered. The knight was the most broken class, so I nerfed it. I might think of raising the knight's sword level back to iron, because right now it's stone, I think? Yeah, it's stone. Yeah. I might raise that back up to iron so that they're slower than the blitzer, but if they get to you, you're dead. Yeah. And then, and then the um, as it stands, the, um, the wizard has no catch-up mechanism. It's all run as fast as I can. He does have a little bit of CC with the water, but not necessarily anything that'll let him actually catch up and do damage because he's such a short range. Yeah, it's annoying. Yeah, and, and like, once the wizard has killed one person, they're basically done. Yeah. You know, because, like, you tend to just kind of throw all of your potions and kill somebody, and then, then you know, you have no other way of killing people, really. Yeah, so if you could maybe implement a way where it could be only open to wizards, but get a way where they could restock on potions, and then, like, maybe... A potion that turns them invisible for just a little while, not too too long, but just a little while. Um, the there's two invisibility potions. One of them is two uh, two minutes and fifteen seconds. The other is six minutes. Oh boy. Um, what it could do. Um, well, see, I was thinking like maybe I could raise their healing potions so that they kind of run in or an alpha strike, and then their support class, like they could, like mm-hmm. they're. They're a healer that has the capability of killing one player for sure mm. at that point. And obviously, like, it only really makes sense to be a, a wizard if we actually have multiple people on a team. Yeah. Um, if there we, were, we, the slash like potions would kill, like, three players at once. Yeah. And we haven't had um, more than, like, three players on a team so far, at least in, not in any of the games that I've played. You've played in all the games I've played, basically. Awesome. <laughs> Um, yeah. I mean, uh, oh, and the Blitzer is hilarious sometimes because if you're, like, lagging slightly, the Blitzer will just, like, kind of appear here and then appear here and then just, like, kill you, and you're like, ah! Go away! Which happened to, which, well, no, which I did to a couple people. 
Yeah, it was also like really bad for me. Like, uh, Sir Ian Alexander Decker, the the Guardian here, would uh, he'd be like five six blocks away from me, and I'd be waiting for him to get to me so I could start smacking his face in. And like, I'm being hit because I'm lagging. It wasn't even the Blitzer thing; it was just server issues. Which right. is I'm on my machine with my server. Well, yeah. yeah. Sometimes if you don't have enough RAM, it'll lag for you, but not you know. <laughs> Because you're trying, because you're trying to run the server, and then you're separately trying to play Minecraft at the same time. And part of it might have been that I was keeping you at a constant distance away because I was sprinting when I was hitting you, so that would have launched you even farther when I hit you. Yeah, you were knocking me back enough, and I was running away because like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Who knew? And then you died. A lot. Yeah. I loved. Uh, I loved what the map looked like at the end of, of last time that we played. Because, you know, it was just... Fire. The, 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 the tower was, like, gone. There was uh, a column of, of lava just, like, flowing down from where the tower used to be. There were a few columns of water, and, you know, I think the chests were still there, and that was it. Because yep. those don't burn down. Yep. Yeah, it was, it, it was an interesting <laughs> fight. But a fun one. Yeah, I really want to eventually get, like... Because I plan on adding a fourth team, and then maybe more classes if I actually feel like bothering. Mm-hmm. Zombies! No, it'll actually be... Uh, so right now there's Team Creepers, Team Withers, Team Skeletons, and it'll be Team Merrick. What? Merrick? Because it's an army of Steves. Merrick. What? You go, Bridge. No, um, no comprendo. I haven't seen that. I've heard about it many times, but I have not yet seen it. Well, no, I tried to watch it once and then got bored and moved on to something else. Yeah. Because of the title show. Oh, like, but, you know, like Yu-Gi-Oh? No, I, I used to love Yu-Gi-Oh when I was a kid, but it was just... It was... When I was starting it, it was just a little bit too weird for me to enjoy and suck me in right off the bat. So I didn't necessarily stick with it. And it was just me watching it by myself, too. So I'm sure if I was watching it with a friend, yeah, I'd probably be all over it. So... Yeah, and it does get better over time. Like I, the first few are just little Kribo being like, "Hey, I feel like making something. It'll be funny," and it was funny. And then later on, it became like a legitimate thing. Whereas before, it was just little Kribo having fun. At least that's that's what I think. Might be wrong. Ooh, if you start coming out with new classes, you need to make um, you know, a meet the team video for each one of them. Yes. <gasps> Set team. Oh God, yes. What? What did you think of? TNT with nearby buttons. Or nearby pressure plates. <laughs> I, ooh, would rocket jumping work in Minecraft? Well, I was thinking more along the lines someone who was a trap setter. Yeah. Huh. That'd be interesting, unless you exploded into the redstone that gives you <laughs> golden boots. Other than that, it'd be funny. Well, then maybe um, if you're in creative mode, do you have access to bedrock? Yes, I have access to everything except command blocks, which, um, which are the... Oh, command blocks, water blocks, wa running water blocks, lava blocks, run, running... Things that you shouldn't get. Ah. But command blocks are the most annoying thing you, don't, you can't access. <laughs> do you guys know what command blocks are, by the way? Not off the top of my head, no. They oh. are the entire reason that map works. Because when you click the buttons, it activates redstone, and then it feeds the power into a command block. Command blocks have a single line of code that you would type into the server, and it does a server command. There's actually some commands that 
uh, there's a command that the command block can do that server commands can't do, and that's basically how I do all of it. Like I say, at nearest player, give them these items. At nearest player, give them these enchantments. At nearest player, teleport them. Hmm. And that's why it's an issue of two people go in at once, because at nearest player sometimes goes, even though that guy is one block farther away, I'm going to teleport him too, because I'm stupid. Oh. Yeah. And sometimes it happens where, like, you click a knight, and then the knight, like, your friend clicks blitzer, you click knight, and somehow you the blitzer gets all of the armor, and the knight gets one of the enchantments somehow. Huh. Or somehow it once happened where a friend of mine got... He clicked Blitzer and he got three full sets of knight armor. Yeah, yeah, and the, and then we're all sitting there at in the uh, you know the little box at the top of the three v three map, and we're going, wait, wait, this is wrong. Wait, um, <sighs> drop all your armor and we'll like you figure it out. <laughs> it was great. Holy job! Actually, no, I think Ian, I think you clicked Blitzer and he clicked knight, but he got the enchantments and his armor and someone else's armor and a third set of armor somehow. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> what did you get, Buck? Um, I think I I didn't get what I needed. <laughs> oh God. Because like the Blitzer, the only thing the Blitzer gets is this is the wooden sword, but I didn't get that, and I don't remember if I got anything like different or oh, if God. I just didn't get anything at all. I think. Uh, I think Tim got everything, and then you just had to deal with being a knight, and he had to deal with being a blitzer. Yeah. Some call me Tim. <laughs> yeah. So how long did it take you to build this thing? Don't tell anyone in software design. <laughs> but I spent about three times as much time I spent on that map as I do in a week on our projects. Oh boy. <laughs> Granted, now that I've said don't tell me about software design, all of that class will just suddenly decide to watch... Listen to my podcast, yeah. Yeah. Mm. It's okay, you're not in my group, so... Wasn't my fault. Well, no, besides, I was doing this at between, like, midnight and 5 a.m. That's my time to, to not sleep, not... <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> so, let's, uh, let's move on to some reviews. Yeah. Ian, I hear that you played uh, Dishonored Knife of Dunwall. Yeah. I assume that that expression means that you liked it. Yeah. Can you elaborate? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, um, quick background here. Dishonored Knife of Dunwall follows the story of Dodd. Um, Dodd is the assassin who killed the queen, or not the queen, the empress, um, and kidnapped her daughter, uh, which Corvo was then blamed for in the rest of the main game for Dishonored series. Um, Knife of Dunwall awards you with um, three new maps for you to go and try and go through in manner of your choosing. Um, oh, it's only three? Yeah. Oh, but huh. they're, they're huge. Yeah, yeah, like they're like a full chapter kind of thing from yeah. the original game. So it's like three full chapters, not okay. three full maps, I guess, three full chapters. Um, and so it's, let's see, there's that. It's brand new powers, uh, or some brand new powers. You still have Blink. You have the one that lets you see through things. Um, the seeing through things one is just slightly different, though. Yeah, um, seeing through, as is Blink. Oh, yes, yes, because it actually pauses time while you aren't moving. Yes. Um, and there is, let's see, 
Um, you can also summon an assassin to pop by and fight right by your side. Who you can get other perks, other um, uh, passive perks that will allow your assassin to, or your your ally assassin to gain those and basically. Um, Don't they uh, only get the powers that you already have? Yeah. 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 I mean, it still has the other stuff, like the the one that lets you jump higher, and the one that lets you, or that whenever you get a kill, it the body disappears, and stuff like that. So, a lot of the same stuff, but it's not everything carried over because, hey, it's a shorter game. Mm-hmm. Um, the story itself, I didn't necessarily feel like there was quite as much story in this one as in the last one. Well, it is pretty tough to, you know, stick a substantial story into three chapters. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, that's that's the main thing. And, I mean, Dodd. Dodd. Mm-hmm. You can't, yeah. Well, he did, you know, he, he did regret what he did. And, uh, out of curiosity, and did you kill him or spare him in the main game? I believe I spared him. Yeah, I did too. I Just because, what? He hasn't played it yet. Ah, also, you're rocking. That's my gig, not yours. Fucking <laughs> um, out. Oh, yeah. I'm pausing to talk, and then I... Pause. Resume. It's fine. We're not, you know, yeah. we're not yelling at you or anything. No. Uh, the gameplay was actually more difficult, in a way, um, because there was the, this... You guys are extraordinarily distracting. <laughs> I see teeth, I see mouths, I see nose, but you are not ninjas, so I must pay attention to you. Um, anyway, uh, that's not working very well. <laughs> you know, I can't remember what you were talking about either. You just completely derailed me. Yep. <laughs> this he doesn't just steal souls, derailed. he steals minds too. <laughs> it's not hard to steal my mind right now since I'm, you know... Running off of five hours of sleep. Yeah. And all I can think of was wanting to flash me. <laughs> you are really skinny. Holy crap. You said it, not me. You're ridiculously skinny. Anyway. Um, Do you do that often? What, flashing people? Oh, that's right. Uh, more difficult gameplay, and just that it seemed like there were a le- heck of a lot less places to hide. In in the old game, there was a lot of rooftop, really high, really lofty, alternative methods from getting to point A to point B, which made it, as stealth anyway, uh, much easier to do just because you could just sort of stay in a place that puts you outside of most people's detection, which was really important for any maps where you were there in the daytime. The, these still existed somewhat in the DLC, but not to the same extent. Not by any means, so I found myself oftentimes getting noticed and having to quick save and then quick load. Um, or no, quick save, getting noticed, and quick load um, so that I wouldn't necessarily have an encounter and have to kill people. Um, uh, just because I was that much easier to spot. Yeah, and I'm not... I, uh, I finished the first map, the first chapter, with High Chaos, um, and I think that has... Partly to do with, you know, the fact that I was playing it on hard difficulty instead of uh, normal, which I believe is what I played the original game at. Yeah. And then also, yeah, like, it wasn't at night, you know, so there's plenty of of sunlight for people to see me with. And then also, yeah, not as many uh, 
routes that just didn't have anybody on them. Yeah. So. A lot more challenging. Yes. A lot more challenging, but still brought in the same gameplay elements that I loved of Dishonored. Um, not quite as necessarily the same story weight, but again, that's, that's understandable seeing as there's only three chapters and it's not a full game. Um, all in all, I'd say it was worth the 10 bucks. Yeah. Easily worth the 10 bucks. So Ian, did you, uh, did you find yourself kind of struggling to remember how to play the game? Cause like when I, when I started, I was like, you know, I mean, obviously you, you remember, you know, how to do all of the things that you need to do in the game. But, like, remembering how to string them together, you know, how to effortlessly, you know, just avoid detection, um, I def- it definitely took me a little while to get back into the swing of things. Yeah. But, I mean, that's also because with, especially with stealth-type games, a lot of it relies on precision. So the second you get out of practice, you will lose a lot of that precision. <laughs> it's like with, with anything that takes practice, like music or even just, like, shooting, as weird as that sounds, because we're speaking about precision here. Um, you never forget how to do it, but you're only good at it if you keep on practicing it. And then once that goes away, you have to work to get it back up again. As it goes away because you stopped doing it. Anything else you would like to know about the game? Nothing that I can think of. I, uh, you know, I agree from from the one-third of the game that I've uh, seen. I would say that, yeah, it definitely looks uh, like it's worth the 10 bucks. I was actually surprised. I was expecting it to be like a fifteen dollar DLC. Yeah, like the no, like the um, Far Cry is going to be mm-hmm. soon, very soon. I'm not excited at all. No, no. All right. What was that, Alex? Never mind. <laughs> I think uh, Far Cry Three kind of looks like it'll be what uh, Duke Nukem Forever should have been. Good. You know, yeah, that's that's what Blood Dragon looks like it's going to be. Completely, utterly ridiculous, irreverent, um, but with neon lights and dinosaurs this time. Because, hell, why not? Exactly. <laughs> so it'll be it'll be scary, but... Uh, no, not scary. Why did I think scary? I have no idea. Because I'm tired, your, that's why. Your mind is gone. <laughs> yep. So, um... So Poker Night 2 also came out. That that came out just this last Tuesday, right? I think. I'm I think not sure. So. Um, and uh, Alex, your roommate, got it. It came out two days ago, actually. Two, well, oh, weird. It says uh, release date April 26th on Steam. Hmm. Yes, my roommate has played it a lot, and good lord, GLaDOS is in it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, she's the dealer. Yeah. And, like, I was, my roommate was talking, like, you, she just fucks with you. Like, oh god, yeah. Like, I'd be disappointed if she didn't. Yeah, I, I unfortunately didn't ask if that means like she intentionally gives you crap hands or just verbal crap, you know, shit. I would expect that it would be more verbal because yeah. uh, you know that's just a gameplay breaker if if it's giving you terrible hands. Yeah, yeah. this needs everyone because it's Glados. Um, and then the other characters, if I remember correctly, are Brock Samson from Venture Brothers. Yep. Um. Great show. I need to watch that more. Sam, I believe, the dog from Sam and Max. Yep. Um, Ash from the Evil Dead. Ash from the Evil Dead. And, oh my gosh, who's the last one? Claptrap. Claptrap, yes, thank you. Oh god. Poker with Claptrap. I don't know if I'm excited or... (laughs) Claptrap and GLaDOS? Together. Forever. 
no matter how strong. Oh no! Oh, that's oh gosh, that's a terrible image. What? Um, her, do that to me. What? Their their input and their outputs getting together and. Yeah, I'm imagining I'm imagining robot offspring with with claptrap and Gladys. Gladys. Rule thirty four. Claptrap would be super into this, wouldn't he? Gladys, please, please, can we can we make baby programs together? Please, can we just start coding together? I I need you. You complete me. That doesn't sound like Claptrap at all. No. He'd probably just be like smacking her, you know, like. No, he he'd be jumping up onto the back of her and then smacking. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Now come on, get down. And Glados would be threatening to release deadly neurotoxins, and then Claptrap wouldn't ensue that that she was just playing hard to get. But that wouldn't work on him. Neurotoxins wouldn't matter. I know. But what else does she have at her disposal? Potatoes. Potatoes. I just got past that scene on Playing Through Portal 2. <laughs> Which scene? The potato scene. Ah! So you just, uh... Oh, wait. The the one where she gets turned into a potato, or yes. the later one? Okay. But wait, there's I, a later one. I knew what the... Well, I mean, so, so like... Well, yeah. I've seen the scene where you, you where, uh... Fuckface, the, 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 the idiot... Wheatley. Wheatley? Wheatley, yeah. Or Wheatley... Uh, talks about the primitive, terrible uh, science projects that the children do and how the one that you made is amazing. I've seen that potato scene, and then the potato scene where GLaDOS is a potato. Okay, yep. So you're about a, you're about a third of the way through that game because uh, that game is in three acts. Yep. I watched my roommate do the final battle, so I know how it ends, but... <laughs> why, do you, why do you spoil these things for yourself? I don't want to, but... As long as you don't do it for Bioshock Infinite, you'll be okay. <laughs> See, I oh my gosh. Which I, I also have yet to play, so don't spoil it for me. I'm not going to. I, I need to stop interrupting you. Go. No, it's fine. Um, no, I didn't want to be spoiled for me, but it's he's playing in the same room as me, like, six feet away. It's hard mm-hmm. not to see. You know what's interesting uh, about you bringing up Portal 2 is um, at the LAN party at one point, uh, most of the guys were playing StarCraft, and I got bored because I couldn't play with them because I didn't have internet. So I just started up Portal 2, and I wanted to see how fast I could do a speed run of it. And I got to the point that you were at in an hour and ten minutes. It helps when you know what the puzzles are. Well, yes, of course. And I, I definitely didn't, you know do it as efficiently as I could have, but, you know. Cave Johnson here. It is what it is. <laughs> oh, you are going to love Cave Johnson. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just got what Ryan was saying in the text. <laughs> yeah, Ryan gave us a few good, uh, um, shall we call them robot pickup lines? Yep. I didn't realize they were there, and I looked over, and I'm just like, what? And, oh. I have no idea. I'm not a programmer. Merge my branches. Merge my branches. You mentioned GitHub earlier, so I thought it was like... <laughs> yep. You were bitching at work. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. Yeah. I shouldn't have derailed the... <laughs> so, hey, this, this podcast exists to be derailed. <laughs> Pretty much. Poker night. Um, but so the first game is... Which is the only one that I've played. The first one was... Um, uh, just... Uh, Texas Hold'em, fun game to play, really good one when you don't really want to think, and it's it's kind of a nice, quiet little back game, and you can win prizes in it uh, by occasionally characters will 
uh, offer up something that you can use as an item in Team Fortress 2 as opposed to, um, well, because it's hat, the hat simulator 2, according to your brothers. Yep. Um, but they'll offer that up as opposed to money because they'll be out of money, really, for that thing. And uh, in in this second one, um, in addition to TF2 items, I believe that you also can get uh, items for Borderlands 2. Yep. Skins and whatnot, if I remember correctly. Yep. Did I buy Borderlands 1 or 2? I can't remember. <laughs> you need both. Boy. Now you're making um, a nice theme. So I think, um, so Poker Night 1 only had Texas Hold'em? Is that correct? It, it had only Texas Hold'em. Okay, because the second one I know has two different game modes. I forget what the second one is. Probably five card draw. That's the other most common form of poker. And uh, I heard from Hermit that the AI is immensely improved. Okay, so I actually play against difficult opponents. I don't know if they're. I didn't ask about that. I was just. I'd asked if they were like basically if you if it was actually playing the game or more just, you know, watching them be idiots while you win. Mm-hmm. And apparently, they're, you know, they, they are actually, like, intelligent now, so. Okay. But I don't um, think that they can, like, they're a, they, there's a challenge, or if that just means they're a fair challenge, you know. I just looked on uh, on the Steam page, and it's uh, Omaha Hold'em is the second oh. version. Okay. I have so no Texas idea what that Omaha? means. Yeah. Um... Oh, shoot, I'm trying to remember. It's been a while since I played Omaha. Well, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Pretty much. Anyway, so it's a fun game, good way to sit and clear your mind and just earn some prizes on some other wonderful games. You can get the Samson Skewer, the Dapper Disguise, the Bloodhound, the Longfall Loafers, and the Necronomic Crown for TF2. I'm kind of surprised that uh, they didn't have... Um, you know, any of the characters from uh, The Walking Dead in this mm-hmm. game because, you know, it's by Telltale and The Walking Dead by far is, like, you know, the their biggest hit. Yeah. And they're the ones that did all the Penny Arcade stuff. So. Mm. I thought Samson was, like, I think Samson's other name. What, what? The blonde guy. That Samson. Sam- yeah, no. Samson. He, he's yeah. from a TV show. Yeah, so why is he... Because he's awesome. No, but I thought like this is all from like different games. Like no, like, I mean no. like it in the first thing. The so the four characters in the first one were, were with video games. Max from Sam and Max, so the little rabbity thing. Um, the heavy weapons guy from Team Fortress Two, but also moreover was Tycho from Penny Arcade, so a webcomic character, mm-hmm. and Strong Bad from Homestar Runner, which That's, isn't really a video game. Yeah, at, in the least bit. And that is. What just there? just a strange website. Think college humor, but for littler kids usually. Okay. Is that right, Ryan and or Ghost? If you're listening, <laughs> Homestar Runner is like um, college humor, but for slightly younger people. So I know that Matt is obsessed with it. So I'm assuming he would have <laughs> talked with you about it. Okay, you don't know. Okay. Too bad. Oh well. But it's goofy. It's silly. And it's only five dollars. And it's only five bucks. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. pick it up. That's a really good price for fodder. Not whatever. I, whatever you're thinking, not intentional. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're really into that Glados claptrap pairing. I mean, there's nothing really there. 
You know, I I need to go and look and see if that's online now. All the metal parts. Because I'll, I'll do it for you. <laughs> Thanks. Be sure to open it in incognito mode. <laughs> Switch computer into porn mode in three, two, one. One, I don't know how to do that. Two, I don't care because I'm the one who uses the this computer. Control shift and. What's the control button? Are you on a Mac? You're something? I'm kidding. I'm a seaside major. I'm kidding. Okay. Also, yes, I'm on a Mac. So so is Brian Mitchell. (laughs) I'm on a Mac. Okay, I'm on a physical Mac, but I'm on a Windows operating system using a PS2 controller. I mean, not controller. Keyboard. Sorry, PS2 keyboard. A PS2 keyboard? What does, yeah. what, does, what does that even mean? I It came inside of one of my PS2 controllers. It's literally this big. <laughs> Wait, that's the Logitech uh, logo on it, isn't it? Yeah, it was in a PS2 controller. Okay. Hmm. Huh. It looks like Ryan is sad because I said I'm on a Windows operating system. Because of the hodgepodge of things that you've thrown together. Oh, he says not at all. For those of you listening, he looks like he's, still, <laughs> he's on a Ubuntu. Okay. So he's used to Frankenstein-ish things that uses all parts from all different developers. All parts. So I think that's uh, that's pretty much it for our show this week. I can't think of anything else to say. Um, as a side note, initial Googling is failing to give me GLaDOS Claptrap porn. Darn. I'm getting random... I mean, good. I mean... Turn off. Um... Turn off safe search. Why is never on? I'm never at home, so I don't need to... So, uh, have a good week, everybody. Night. I blame the fact that I'm a classics major. I don't speak English. I speak Latin. Did, did you just... He just, like, sniffed at us.